0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Your opener is, would you rather have no arms or no legs?
1: I would rather have um, no legs because uh, there's a lot of things that I can do with... I mean, I spend most of my day sitting anyway. So I feel like, you know, legs are optional, arms not so much. I mean, I could even... You know, I could even, I could even lift weights without legs. I think I'd be good. You know, obviously I like my legs. I'd like to keep them, but if I had to pick, that's what I would do.
0: There's a lot of gym bros out there that would happily get rid of legs. I think so they don't have to do like leg day, you know, know and I do legs three days a week. I squat twice and deadlift once. Nice. I do exactly the same. Actually. I do, uh, I do the split squats on one of those days. And I, do. I do back squat on one day front squat the other day and deadlift the other day nice nice i've recently got into more fitness stuff so anyone listening to the podcast probably fed up of me talking yeah. about it. like
1: why is you not talking about front business? squats are the way they're the best they're also horrible and i hate doing them but uh pound for pound bang for your buck front
0: squats are the best exercise in my opinion yeah 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 i um I found it's squats are the main thing where they're the only exercise I do where if I really push the weight and I put the weight down I, I can feel a bit like lightheaded at the end I'm like oh, okay that was good sign know. yeah it's obviously working you can tell I feel the heart rate really go up whereas yeah. it's just like yeah. a more of an isolation thing and it feels so so if I haven't had my breakfast that morning it's uh it's it's a difficult difficult time yeah don't
1: pass out and bonk your head on the on the weights
0: yeah that's the thing i'm on my own as well so i'm like i'm trying to keep it sensible um in terms of like your life i mean obviously you know things like working out as part of getting a sort of balanced life how do you do you feel like you have a balance in what you do um you know just day to day
1: um i mean it's hard to know i mean everyone's idea of balance is different for me i don't have hobbies or interests so i gave up all that a long time ago. So basically, you know, my job is to provide for my family, meaning I got to pay the bills and I also need to, you know, be present and like spend quality time with them. So those are the only two things that matter and everything else is out the window. Uh, so, it's hard, you know, in the moment, it's hard, you know, it's tough, especially now that we have a baby and stuff. Um, it's, it's hard. I mean, like, you know, this morning, my kid is crying and needs me to feed him. People are also blowing me up on Slack about bugs on our website. And, you know, I'm also hungry. Um, and it's 4 15 AM, you know, um, where's the balance in that? It doesn't exist, but I think, um, Here's what I think. This is going to be an unpopular answer, but I think people, if you want to do something extraordinary with your life, it's not going to be pleasant. It's not going to be easy, and there's going to be lots of times where it sucks. But as they say, do what other people won't for years so you can spend the rest of your life doing what other people can't. And that is my plan, is to grind hard now and make as much money as I can so that in a couple years, I can tell everyone to fuck off. And not necessarily, I'm not going to be like so rich that I don't have to work, but we'll have enough money that like, we're, we're good to just work sort of as much as we want and not have to, you know, grind forever. So I just think you got to give this idea of balance. I think it's stupid. Like if you want to do something extraordinary anyway, now, if you just want to be a normal person having a nine to five job, which by the way, I think is a very good goal. Like, I think that's probably right for most people. Like, but if you want to, it's like, if you want to be like you know, a full-time musician or have a great career as a designer or something like that, it's not going to be fucking easy because guess what? Everybody wants to do that too. And if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Or if you want like, you know, if you ask a pro athlete, for example, where the balance is in their life, they'll laugh at you. It doesn't fucking exist because all they do is fucking eat, sleep and train. So, you know, the right answer for everybody is different, but I, I just, I find it kind of, Kind of irritating to me that people think they can have some kind of extraordinary life and achieve extraordinary things while also having balance in their life. Like, why would that be the case? Why do you think you can have an amazing life and also a chill life? Like, do amazing things and have a chill life? Why would you think those two things
0: are compatible? Well, hmm. I suppose balance implies having sort of um, one, sort of almost two sides of a scale. And it's like, well, how, what, you know, if on the one side you have work, if you're balancing that out with a healthy mindset that allows you to work as much as you want and you enjoy the process, you know, why does the thing on the other side of the scale have to be getting drunk or playing Xbox or whatever? You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not shitting on people for just enjoying yeah, yeah, themselves. Yeah, yeah. I no, mean, look, yeah.
1: everyone should do what they want. I don't, if you want to get drunk and play Xbox, that's fine with me. Um, my issue is that um, there's lots of times where um, our ambitions do not match our actions. That's my point. You know, like if you're saying, for example, a lot of people I talk to, you know, want to be a full-time musician and a successful one. Well, are you doing what it takes to get there or not? You know, so do I have balance in my life? No, but I'm okay with that because I accept, you know, that what I want to do is have some amount of economic freedom, you know, within the next couple of years and I'm going to have to eat some shit along the way to get there. And I'm okay with
0: that. Yeah. I know I've certainly felt uneasy at times in the last sort of, uh, sort of, well, it's hard to say how long, um, but I was in a band for a while and that was doing well. I feel like we were going the right way, you know, and then I sort of chose to leave that. It just wasn't working for me. Um, yeah. And uh, I, actually I won't, I won't shit on them, but I think people, you yeah, know, we didn't shit work on them. They deserve it. Uh, no, but I suppose I my, know. my, my criticism of of not all of them, but some, would be that that we're talking about balance, and I think um, they perhaps were too keen on balance. I, think, I suppose is a nice way to put it. Um, you know, given what we've just talked about. Um, but I found the times I feel the most uneasy with myself is when I'm not putting the time in. It's a very weird cycle, and I don't know if you've got any advice for getting out of it. For not just for me, but for anyone, where I find the more. Or, The less I do to work towards the things I really want to do, the more I feel the need to sort of almost medicate with like going out or, you know, um, watching a YouTube, watching a movie or watching a YouTube video. Which all
1: just makes it worse.
0: Yeah, you end up in, it's not even procrastination. I don't even think that's the right word. And it's, I feel like almost medicating is the right thing where you, it's the right term where I think I'm not where I want to be. And I know the best thing for me right now is probably to write a song or or plan a, you know, sort of podcast. Whatever, yeah. Um, And then, because you're not necessarily in the best mood, because you're not where you want to be, you then have to, you feel the need to fix that immediately, that mood, that mood that you're not happy with, because it feels like it's a very immediate threat almost, you know, going into of evolutionary stuff, not that I'm the slightest bit educated in that. Um, What do you think, beyond just say beyond the sort of just do it kind of slogan, you know, I'm not saying that that's what you're doing, but like, you know, there's, some people would just kind of give that advice is there anything is there like a mindset or something you could tap into or is it as simple as just saying like just get get at it kind of thing to get out of that mindset? yeah
1: i think it's that simple um at least for me um i forget if i don't remember if it's uh i don't remember if it's bruce lee or um some other jeet Kune Do guy but i remember my my the first mma gym that i trained at years ago had this poster on the wall Uh, which was action is the route to self-esteem. And that really stuck with me. Like if you're feeling conflicted because the little voice in your head is like, you've said that you want to do this thing, but you're not working towards the thing. This feels bad. And you're taking yourself off the path, you know, with the other stuff you're talking about, like, you know, fucking around, watching YouTube or Xbox or jerking off or whatever it is that you want to do. It feels bad because you you know that you're you've been taken off the path and that doesn't feel good. So action is the route to self esteem. Like do the thing you know you're supposed to do, and then you'll feel better.
0: Mm, I think it's Inst- um, you
1: will feel better instantly. I guarantee it.
0: Yeah, it, there's definitely I feel there's a culture of um, sort of patchworking your way back to feeling all right. Yeah, and completely sort of. Um, what's the word like just completely basically avoiding the responsibility that you, that you kind of yeah. owe to yourself in some way it's not like you owe it to someone else you know i don't know listen anyone, you're
1: not you know? disappointing. nobody else gives a shit whether you achieve your goals or not
0: hmm. they don't care yeah. the only person you're disappointing letting down is yourself yeah have you was there um have you always had this kind of mindset or is it was there something that? switched in you that made you think this way or was it a gradual process what where have you been on that sort of um, I think I
1: was I think I was born this way. I don't know enough about like psychology and trait theory to like tell you, you know, sort of to have a framework for what this is. Well, I sort of do, but um yeah, I was born this way. And and that's what I was going to say is I think a lot of creative people like just are not wired that way. Um they're not wired the same way. I mean, like my dad was in the navy and he was a corrections officer after that and i think you know he like I, I guess i get a lot of this from him like he would talk about when he was uh you know when he's corrections officer he became a counselor later on in his career which is the person that the inmates go to like a guidance counselor but it's not really like sit down and tell me about your feelings it's more like okay let's check in you have a parole hearing in six months if that goes well you know maybe you'll be able to get out early um Here's what you need to do if you want that parole hearing to go well, like you need to take this anger management class and this job training program and make sure you don't get in any trouble again for this, this and this. And and then you'll have your best chances. And the inmates sometimes would listen and other times they would be like, fuck you, you can't tell me what to do. And he's like, all right, like I don't like I don't care whether you get paroled or not. I'm just telling you, if you want to get paroled, this is what you need to do. So that idea of basically being accountable for your choices, I think, was I mean, he never sat me down and told me that, but it just became obvious to me, I think, from like his work and also seeing my parents, friends were all a bunch of fuck up hippies and stuff that would always take the fucking easy way out. And I see where that got them, you know, like if they didn't if they didn't like their job, they would just quit. Or, you know, if uh, whatever They didn't they weren't happy with their situation rather than try to improve it. They would just go party, you know, just take the easy way out again and again and again. And then I saw as they got older where that got them. And, you know, they're not (laughs) it's not good. (laughs) Life did not turn out well for the vast majority of them. Hmm. So uh, nobody ever told me this. And I think part of it is just being born this way. But, you know, taking the easy way out, like it's just not the way it doesn't work. You know,
0: yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for the uh, also having those kind of negative role models. I can't remember who I heard talking about it, but that that you know, you don't always have to have someone to look up to. You can have loads of people that you don't want to be like. You can go, okay, I don't want to do this. And sure, the, yeah, you know. Then, um, so my
1: my dad and um, and my stepmom, his the person he's married to now, both of them worked at this prison, and you know that's not as you can imagine. That's not. It's not the most chill job in the world. You know, I mean, like they liked it, but they're, you know, they both worked there for like 20, 25 years, locked up in a fucking cage with rapists and murderers and stuff all day. Um, But they showed up every day and they retired after whatever, 20, 25 years. And they're good. They've got their state benefits and everything. They just, you know, have a chill, normal life, nothing to worry about. Meanwhile, the people who took the easy way out earlier, you know, are scrambling and wondering what the fuck they're going to do, except they're 70 years old now. And when you're 70 years old, it's a little bit too late to be course correcting, you know? So when I see people who are in their 20s or certainly in their 30s, I guess in your 20s, it's sort of understandable if you're kind of spinning your wheels a little bit. Um, But certainly, but people that are in their 30s kind of fucking around and spinning their wheels and making excuses and stuff, it's like, I don't know what you think is going to happen here. Like, people have this idea like, oh, well, everything's going to work out. Why would everything work out? Like, by what mechanism is everything going to work out? Why do you think everything is going to be okay? Because I've been around a lot of fucking people where everything did not turn out okay.
0: Yeah, it's, 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 um, I think it's that thing where a lot of people, I'm guilty, but I'm sure. I'm I'm sure you've done it. Everyone's done it. Where you kind of you feel like you're the center of the universe, you know, and you feel like something's gonna stop, you know, um, uh, like sort of intervene and and No, I feel the the exact opposite. Yeah, I feel like
1: if I don't give everything I have, um, I'm going to get crushed under the wheel of the universe unless I stop it from
0: happening. Do you feel like that pressure – I'm not trying to get all sort of therapy on you, but do you feel like that sort of pressure on yourself – obviously, it's got a lot of quite obvious positive um, sort of externalities in terms of what it allows you to do with your career and, and, I suppose, therefore with your life. But there's it's obviously a kind of a carrot and a stick thing. Oh, of course. Yeah, um, of course. Are there any sort of drawbacks? I can I can tell that you're certainly not – sort um, by talking about the drawbacks, I know that it's uh, – I think you've already kind of made a a good case for why the mindset you're discussing is is a good yeah. thing. But are there drawbacks that if someone wants to kind of con- it really wants to turn things around and be a bit more or a lot more productive towards where they want to be? Yeah. Are there pitfalls to think about in terms of whether it be like I don't know putting too much pressure on yourself or or yeah. what kind of pitfalls Uh are
1: there? there are, but how many people would you say you have ever known where you think the problem is that they put too much pressure on themselves? And they work too hard. How many people would you say you've known like that? I. It's a
0: good question because I know. Versus, how many people have you known that don't work hard enough? So, I would. I see what you're saying. I have a few friends where. So, for example, I went to. I went to a really good school um, here in the UK, and a lot of my friends now are in like very high-paying jobs. You know, yeah. Um, and they work really hard. They work a lot, like twelve-hour days or more. Yeah, if not, sometimes i just waking up work and go home and then yeah. go to bed and then and repeat. And um, I can see them sort of enjoying the grind of it. But, um, you know, I've already got friends who are in that sort of position where they're already actually thinking, I think I want to do something different now. Or Yeah. Um, and they've only been, so I'm 25, right? They've, yeah. they've been out of uni. Bear in mind, they're obviously working all the way through uni. They've been out of uni for maybe like three or four years and they're already kind of thinking like, um something's not quite right, whatever that is. Yeah. So I would say so that, maybe... That's fair.
1: Yeah. That, okay. So that's fair um, for s- those people. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they do need to like chill a little bit. Maybe there are people, you know, that have been basically nose to the grindstone since they were like kids, you know, trying to get into this great school and then it's a hard school and then they get a great job. That's also really challenging. And for those people, yeah, maybe, maybe it is like, do you really enjoy this? Like, is this actually making you happy or should you chill? Um. So... If that's the case, then fair enough. Um, Because I have interfaced with so many creative type people. um, It's very rare for me to run into people like that. Although, you know, like my wife worked for Amazon for like six years. And there's a lot of those people where it's like, dude, you're rich. You don't need to work this hard. Why are you still doing this? You know, like if you're a, a director at Amazon and you've been there for 15 years, you don't have to work for the rest of your life. You know, you've got millions and millions of dollars in savings and RSUs. Like you don't need to do this anymore. Go take some chill job as an advisor to a startup working 20 hours a week. So you have something to do. And then fucking just chill. Like you're 42 years old. You still have the rest of your life ahead of you. Don't work this hard. Yeah. And uh, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, I think in general, the lesson to me, um, which one of my professors at school um, told me a long time ago and again, stuck with me is that our strengths are also our weaknesses, right? So like if you're a chill, relaxed person, that can be a weakness. If you're a super driven person, that can be a weakness too. So I think the key is to identify to always, no matter who you are, I don't think there's any, you know, there's no right or wrong, you know, like you're, you're not born right or wrong. Um, but the key I think is to always um be practicing like self-awareness and introspection and ask like am I doing things that are going to contribute to my long-term happiness right now and if not how do I need to adjust am I is my strength right now like for me I always have to ask that that question like man am I like am I working harder than I need to and it's not always the answer to those questions is not always obvious but I think you just always need
0: to be asking yourself those questions Hmm. I think it goes back to what you're saying because it's about just finding whatever your sort of purpose is, as sort of um, me- like sort of grand as that sounds like. Because then if you're doing all of that work, it maybe doesn't feel like work if you're, because like these people are yeah. saying that feel over maybe overworked or well, maybe it's because you know, if you're doing something for 12, 15 hours a day and you're not enjoying it, um, maybe your sort of not purpose, I don't mean like sort of God given purpose, but like maybe the thing that you'll find fulfillment in at least isn't, it maybe deviates from that somewhat, you know. Um, yeah. It's a weird one because I, I look at that, you know, so I, I dropped out of uni to pursue music and was sort of, I guess, on the similar trajectory to, to my friends there um, and end up pursuing something else where I'm a lot more reliant on myself. You know, I'm, I'm self-employed at the moment and yeah. kind of just reliant on me. Um, what would you, in terms of finding that sort of intrinsic, like, motivation again there'll be a lot of people because a lot of what you say will kind of make a lot of people uncomfortable you know yes Um, i mean in a good way um you know well
1: um, a lot of people i mean listen there's a lot of people that don't like me um so i know that the way that i say things comes off as harsh and that's another thing that you know i try to work on because i don't want people to dislike me and i know that the way i put things can be harsh to people so you know, whatever. But, uh, so your
0: question is like, how do you, how do you find that? Yeah. Finding the thing that excites you, you know, um, that you can actually then realistically make, you know, make into a career or some sort of.
1: Well, remember there's more to life than your career. You know, it's like there's, I think of it as sort of three legs of the, of the, the stool. I guess, because you can have a three-legged stool. I don't know if maybe, maybe a four-legged one is better, but we'll just say this is a three-legged stool. You know, there's like your career, there's your physical and mental health and relationships. And all three of those things are important. But actually, I would say that like career is like the the third priority for me, even though, you know, I talk about it a lot and think about it a lot. Um, for me personally, like relationships, like my family is the most important thing. I could have all the success in the world, but if it came at the cost of my wife and our son, then I would be miserable and it mean, it would mean nothing to me. You know, like think about how many like think about how many people in, say, Hollywood, you know, um, have achieved all kinds of success. They're super wealthy and famous. Do they seem like happy people? Hmm. You know? I don't know them personally, so maybe they are, but you see these people with like a string of failed marriages and stuff and, you know, having some kind of public freak out. And I don't know. I think there's a lot more to life than having, you know, quote unquote success. Um, so that's number one. And just think about, you know, what actually makes you happy. And for some people, Some people, you know, everyone's three legged school, everybody's three legged, three legged stool is going to look a little bit different. Um, but for me, priority number one is like family priority. Number two is my health, because again, if like you don't have your health, then nothing else means anything. And number three is career. Um, so that's how I think of it. And I think a lot of people, especially like, um, this is going to be another statement that people aren't going to like, but um, uh, at least a lot of I'm assuming your audience is a lot of like young, creative men. Um, and, and I know how these people think very, very well. I know I understand their minds better, better than they understand them themselves. I
0: think that um, statement in themselves, they're going <laughs> to
1: they're not going to like it. But trust me, trust me, I understand yeah. this. Um, they don't like being told what to do. They don't like being labeled. They want to think that, you know, they're all so unique and amazing, and individual, and nobody else is like me, and you don't understand my life, and blah, blah, blah. Well, let me ask you this. So, I, there's a concept called Dharma in, um, uh, I guess I know it from Hinduism. It might be from somewhere else. I don't know. But um, I remember hearing this many, many years ago. Um, think So, Dharma basically means like the path that you are uh, you know, and I'm not religious, but, you know, they would say like that that God has put you on. But I'll just I'll, I'll say whether it's God or not, I don't know. But the the way that, it, that this uh, person put it is like, think about it this way. Bees live in hives and they make honey. Um, beavers live in dams and build lodges and chew on sticks and whatever. You know, cows eat grass and they make milk and blah, blah, blah. So every other organism has a Dharma. Why would you think that humans don't? Like I think humans are maybe a little bit more complex than bees. So maybe like the range of possible paths might be broader, but um, I think a lot of people don't want to believe that the conventional wisdom might be true and that maybe having a normal job and a normal family and living in a normal place, doing normal things. There's a reason why the vast majority of people are happy doing that. And, um, you you're probably you're more it's more likely that you are one of them than not you might not be so special as you think um and and i say that because many times in my life i thought that i knew better and i wouldn't listen i thought the conventional wisdom was bullshit and i thought well i'm no i don't have to do things the way that everyone says and i'm so different and special like everyone thinks this but i know blah you know everyone thinks x but i know y and again and again and again, I've been slapped in the face and confronted by reality that I don't know shit um, and that actually the conventional wisdom tends to be right. So um, I think it's very tempting to, to think that like they'll say, oh, I don't care about having a family. I just want to. It's just my music. That's all that matters to me. OK, I know that's how you feel right now, but you might change your mind, you know, um, at a certain point. And the, the thing that's scary is that there are what, you know, you could call like one way decisions, meaning that you've committed to something that has closed off other potential outcomes for you. So, you know, you're 40 years old and you spent, you know, your entire adult life committed to music. And then you realize that actually maybe this isn't what you want. It doesn't make you happy. And you've gone so far down this path because you sort of didn't ask yourself this question along the way of like, is this really what I want? And then having to like reboot your life at 40 years old is uh is scary and hard. So my advice for anybody is just be humble and question the things that you think you know because especially young men, we are fucking stupid and hard-headed and stubborn and we don't listen. Like we think we know it all, you can't tell us shit. So just question the things. If you're so like I remember so I'll, I'll give you a very real example of this. <laughs> um Uh, There's a thing called a varicose seal, which is basically like a varicose vein in your balls. And uh, I thought I had testicular cancer when I was like 25 or something because I felt this lump in my balls. I was like, oh, fuck, this is not good. Like my heart, I was like traveling at the time and my heart like skipped a beat and my blood ran cold. And I was like, oh, fuck, I felt a lump in my balls. This is terrifying and i had to wait like a week to get home and go to the doctor and they felt and he was like oh no this is just that's this isn't ball cancer it's just a thing called a varicocele and i was like oh like it a big deal and it's like not really um it might you know cause fertility problems for you when you're later or when you're older and i was like oh whatever i don't care i don't want kids and he's like you might change your mind and i was like no i'm sure i don't want kids so i don't care and he's like all right And then fast forward many years later, um, when my wife and I decided we did want to have kids, I was like, "Oh shit, there's the I've got that varicocele. Am I going to be able to? Like, are we going to be able to have a kid? You know? Like, I thought. Unfortunately, it didn't create fertility problems for me, but it does for a lot of other people. So my point is, there's a lot of things that you know at the age of twenty five you're going to be so fucking certain of and convinced. Like, I'll always think this. Well. You're going to change your mind about a lot of those things. And probably a lot of those things will be in the direction of the conventional wisdom.
0: I don't know. That's kind of a long answer, but I don't know if that helps at all. Yeah. On that note, what do you think in the next, say, bit of a difficult question, but if you had to hazard a guess as to how your mindset might change in, say, 20 years, what you might look back on at the age you're at now... And think, oh, why did I think that? Or you know, the the, the way you're sort of addressing how, yeah. you know, say a 25 year old might be approaching family. Do you think there's something? If you had to hazard a guess as to what you might be approaching in a way that you think, I don't want to say you think you will regret. That sounds a little too.
1: No, but what uh, am I wrong about now? Yeah, if you nothing, to- I have it all figured <sighs> out now. I used to be stupid, but now I'm brilliant and I know everything. Uh. I mean, that's, that, I mean, I don't know. Like, you don't, I don't know. Um, but if I had to guess, you know, probably I will look back and be like, you didn't have to work that hard.
0: Yeah. I suppose it's a, if you're going to hedge your bets somewhere, I suppose betting on working hard. That's my remember. thinking. Yeah. It's a difficult kind of um, dilemma. I think you're, you're told so much about what you should, like what you're talking about, where a sort of quote unquote normal life, is I think there are so many parts of normal life that that we should treasure, you know, that, that are important. Yeah. They're normal just because a lot of people have them. Just because a lot of people have it doesn't mean it's not valuable, you know, like... Right, exactly. Um, There's but, a reason why billions of people value family
1: because hmm. it tends to make people happy. You now everyone's different. Maybe family doesn't make you happy,
0: um, but it probably will. So where do you think you fall on the uh, this kind of uh sort of spectrum where you've got someone say if you were to just live the most like median sort of life yeah. oh i the most extreme we am trying yeah where, where do you think you where do you think you fall right now on that kind of on that scale um of sort of an extreme you know uh workaholic kind of, not workaholic in a bad way just working a lot you know um well versus i mean i war. fucked myself like so i fucked myself by making a lot of
1: dumb decisions in my teens and 20s that um made it so that for me to have or, or should i say for our family to have sort of an unremarkable middle-class suburban lifestyle at this point in my life meant that i had to work really fucking hard to fix some of those stupid decisions so you know people might look at our life now and be like really like you had to work that hard for this like well yeah because i made a lot of dumb choices i remember um when i was like 28 maybe or something um i so i didn't start college till i was 25 um that was dumb choice number one is when i was 18 i was like oh i don't need to go to college because i'm so smart and i'll just teach myself everything well turns out you know after many years of unsuccessfully trying to get the jobs that i wanted and do the things that i wanted and just like having to like you know i lost out to these jobs to other people that like were more qualified than me you know and at the time i was like oh college is just a piece of paper it doesn't mean anything well turns out you actually do learn things in college and it does mean something and there's a reason why people value it it doesn't mean everything but um i was like okay uh and so i would say if anything like maybe i just have a good trait of i'm not I'm not like afraid to admit when I was wrong. And so I, I was like 22 or 23 and I was like, okay, I made the wrong call there. I need to go to college better late than never. So I started when I was 25, but to make a long story short, because I was older and because of blah, 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 I had to take out a lot of loans for it. So I was like 28 or something. And I had like $90,000 in student debt, um, which that's a lot of fucking money. Um, and I, I was like, really scary I was like fuck how am I going to fucking pay all this off and by the way I paid it all off years ago um, ahead of time but I was like Shh, god damn it this is scary and so my goal was to have a net and at the time so all I had was $90,000 in debt for student loans and a couple thousand dollars in credit cards so my net worth at that time was like negative $92,000 or something right and I was like my goal is by the age of 40 to have a net worth of zero <laughs> and you know, that like, that sucks. Like, you shouldn't have a net worth of zero at 40. Like, that shouldn't be your fucking. And it was hard to even see how I would pull that off. You know, cause like, how are you going to pay off $90,000 in 12 years? That's, that's pretty fucking hard. Um, and I did, I did actually do it. I paid it off earlier than that, but, um, I really dug myself into a hole by making a lot of these stupid decisions and thinking that I knew better and like that I was going to do things my way, you know? And every time I admit defeat, I'm like, okay, maybe I shouldn't do things my way. Maybe I should do things their way. Then things work out better. Um, so where do I fall in that continuum now? I mean, we live, I mean, you can see the room behind me. We live in a fucking normal, boring, you know, house in the suburbs that's, you know, whatever. There's nothing special about like our lifestyle at all, um, and I'm like, that's all I ever wanted. You know, I grew up not like dirt poor, but like you know, single mom on uh, on welfare, or I don't know. Do they still call it the dole over there? Yeah, yeah. You gotta give it more attitude, though. It's a dole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'll, I'll do my best. Uh, I'm fascinated by by uh, what do you call what do you call the like people from like Wigan?
0: Uh, oh. uh from Wigan? Yeah, those type uh, of people. <laughs> it depends how much you want to offend people from Wigan, I guess. Um, well, I'm fast. I'm fascinated by that. So, I mean, there's... So, I don't know if there's a thing for... I feel like Wigan, that... There's a thing for, like, just people in, like, the North, I guess. Uh-huh. It's like... Well, it's just it's, Northern. I mean, th- there's what, things what, like... Is
1: Scousers, is that a different thing?
0: Oh, okay. So, Scousers are from, like, Liverpool. Okay. Liverpool. that's a little yeah. bit of a different thing. Yeah, and then new people from newcastle are geordies okay um, yeah i've seen geordie shore yeah 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 um so there's like this whole to me it's all
1: similar chavs scousers oh, and geordies chavs. do you just think people are from are Chavs? Of, <laughs> yeah they're all sort of related to me i know they're different but yeah my what i was going to say is i i, I want to channel that attitude
0: Oh, that's my okay. goal in life. You could probably do you'd probably do well going to Wigan to to achieve that, I think. But okay. Chav is just like I think it's the close it's like the British version of a redneck, basically. I think right. is the I think that's the you know, it's um I'm trying to think the best way. They're normally like on a street corner. The way the, when I think of Chav, it's like someone on a street corner, like Probably 15 years old, like smoking and yeah. drinking, shouting at old people. Right, um, right. You know, that's my stereotypical kind of. Yeah. Just, yeah, you could, if you want to channel that, like. That's, that's what, my goal. I just want to be a Wigan Chav. <laughs> you can. It's all I ever wanted out of life. If you, yeah, net worth zero <laughs> at 40, <and> Wigan <laughs> right. Chav is a good. Yeah. There's not much I mean I don't know what else you would even add to that bucket list like I watch a lot of Danny Dyer you know? <laughs> yeah he's so he's like, more cockney. fucking hell he's yeah he's more cockney than he is um I wouldn't say he's he's not a chav you know
1: They're all um, the same but they're all the same to me because I'm I'm a foreign like there it's all just all the lower class versions of 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 uh, people from the UK to me are all the same
0: you know there's there's definitely a common theme north to south of yeah yeah um I what's i going to say um uh, yeah he's more like cockney kind of or governor kind of thing. right 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 um I'm always seen like a
1: right nice geezer
0: yeah yeah but then you've got more like in Birmingham you've got like your peaky blinders kind of uh-huh. um you know there's some pretty terrible I don't know if you've seen peaky blinders some of the accents yeah i uh, well, i have like no, I haven't watched it, but I'm familiar with it. Yeah, I can only do like moments of, but like um even if you go to, I think it's the Liverpool. It, it's very close to Manchester, really compared, uh-huh. to, especially compared to you know like the whole of the US. Um, how far apart some of your like cities are. Um, but they could sound pretty different. You know, they don't really yeah, sound because that people similar.
1: from the UK are, can can I could hear you say like five words and
0: like oh he's from like Wingham upon stoke or whatever (laughs) google maps just got very confused yeah well where do you think i'm from i have no fucking clue the only the only thing i can identify
1: the only british accent i can identify is well or, or maybe you're from there and i'm wrong the only one i can kind of identify which you sound like maybe sort of like is uh i know a guy from bath and you sound a little bit like that Yeah,
0: it's bath it's so, yeah, yeah, they they that's like West Country. So my parents live near that sort of. They're probably like forty minutes from Bath. Okay, so I wasn't I wasn't all wrong. Yeah, they they all sound like pirates and they talk like this. Yeah, yeah, very like it, everywhere in the west of England and also no the lead, east from of Bath. Yeah, Bath is more if you, that just you just sound like me though. You just sound like normal. I'm generic southern accent is what I am. Okay, yeah. um, like non chav. Generic Southern Uh accent. Do you you remember uh,
1: Monday.com? Do you know that company? No. They make like project management software. There was some YouTube ad with like this British girl in it. And I was looking at the comments and it was just everybody was like British people debating where she's from
0: based on her accent. Was she actually British or was she playing a British person? Oh, she definitely was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say there's some pretty appalling. I didn't know if you do watch The Boys. Uh, No. Oh, so like, like I said, I have no hobbies or interests. So unless, oh, okay. unless it's something I can watch with my wife, it doesn't exist. Well, there was there's a character like one of the main characters. I thought he was Australian for ages, but he's <laughs> he's meant to be English. It's just he's just got the accent. I think he might be. I don't even know where he's from. Not England. If he's from England, that's appalling. I don't even know. Where. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. So like, in terms of um, was he trying to? I suppose trying to get some sort of uh some sort of relevant, I don't know how steer back from Britain to, uh, Britain to some sort of relevance of, uh, yeah, it's an interesting, it's interesting how different parts of Britain are, but um, I'm no expert. I've not even traveled. I've not even been to Scotland. So it didn't, I,
1: I was like, I learned like a year ago and correct me if I'm wrong about this. Cause maybe I, maybe I am, but that people consider like, Irish and Scottish accents to be a version of, like, the British accent. I'm like, to me, they're two totally different things. But they're talking about the UK accents and that those being, like, related. Like, I don't think Irish people and Scottish people, well, they don't sound like each other either, but they don't sound anything like British people to me.
0: It, yeah. No, I agree. I don't think they're part of the same I mean, but it's not as different as someone that's, say, from, like, Scandinavia, and then they come right, to UK right, and right. speak. You know, that's quite obviously. A lot of people in Europe, when they learn English, they learn it with an American accent. Right. So No,
1: well, it would be, no people... No, 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 no. Pe- Americans do not have an accent. You have an accent. <laughs> like, if you look up the word car in the dictionary, it says C-A-R.
0: It's not K-A. <laughs> yeah, but I... Car. Yeah, that's a northern... Yeah, and how? Yeah, but I suppose that's more like K A R. There's an R. It? It's not K A. C A R. Yeah, but then you guys say. Um, yeah, but then you guys say aluminum. Well, there's, but that's not an accent. It's just like different. Yeah, but there's, the a, there's it's aluminium. Is an I U M at the end? So where are you getting M um from at the end without the E? Well, no, okay, we're wrong on that one. That's <laughs> said, correct. Well, I agree with you on that one. One all, yeah. In but football, what, like, t- in football a bottle water yeah i mean that is one like what yeah. is that oh, but, but where oh, it, did all the r's go you missed you missed the r bottle or water you what a bottle water oh. <laughs> yeah i'm trying to think what other there's lots of really dumb like town names in <laughs> uh in the uk like really weird especially actually near where my parents live like just really odd names although i suppose you guys you know, it's a big enough country and show sure some weird places i got in like trouble with. blue once. balls
1: pennsylvania <laughs>
0: well i am um, i remember i managed to rack up a bit of a phone bill because i i prank called one of those like do you know it's, it was 118 it's a very british thing but it's like a um uh it used to be like what you'd call essentially before google was a thing you would call them and ask them to find you yeah, like right. something yeah. connect you with some sort of Four one one here. Same thing. Probably yeah. And I I rang them up and asked them for like directions to Bell End or something. And it, <laughs> <laughs> it's a real place. It's actually really close to where I am right now. Um, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, this, it's it's a it's a legit place. Didn't even so the guy. But the funny thing was, I think I I racked up like quite a lot of money because it's one of those paid phone calls. You can't just call them for free. Uh-huh. You know, that's how they make their money. Um, and then I'm I was... trying to find the Bell End. Well, there's, there's also, there's a pub, there was a pub near where I used to live called the Cock Inn. That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> so Cock Inn in Bell End would be a good combination. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of weird British places. But yeah, I got, I could hear the guy on the end of the phone. I could hear people laughing in the background, <laughs> So, okay, but he didn't get it. I don't think he was English, uh-huh. so I don't think maybe he was I aware see. of why that was so funny. Um. So yeah, that was my... Yeah, I was trying to navigate this somehow into business, some sort of business. I was going to ask you about... Um, well, I'll tell of, you why. I am. You, you People might
1: be asking yourself, why are you watching videos about Wigan and Chavs and all these... Yeah, you say you don't have things. time for things,
0: and then you know all about this.
1: Well, this was years ago for one, but also I watch this stuff with my wife because she likes geography. Um, but a, a big part of the reason why I watch stuff like that is because I think there's so much to learn or so much that you can you know, by studying other people that you don't know anything about and just getting exposed to other points of view and lifestyles and things like that, I think that's really valuable. And so many people go through life. I mean, especially now that YouTube exists, there's like a a show called Somewhere Street that's really good. It's from like Japanese TV, but it's all been subtitled. And it's just like, they'll go to some random city. I don't know, like all over the world, like some small town in monaco or something like that you know on the outskirts of monaco and like walk around for an hour just like going to shops and talking to people and stuff you know it's like a pov cam kind of thing stuff like that and i just you can learn so much about the world from that and then learn you know you'll learn about yourself that way too because you'll compare the way that you think and act and whatnot to the way that other people do and i think that's a really valuable way of kind of challenging your own beliefs and assumptions which to me is like a very important thing it's like really 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 make sure that you believe this thing that you believe for a reason Hmm. because if you really poke on a lot of things that you believe if you get to the bottom of it there's like one assumption like i believe this because this because this because this because this and then you get to the very bottom of it and you're like okay that's the first principles
0: like foundation of everything else that i believe is that true hmm how do you uh in terms of challenging obviously the difficult thing about challenging your beliefs is you have to be aware of the fact you believe the fact that you've sort of constructed this belief yeah. through probably a lot of things that, that have been imposed on you by your parents or society or school right. or whatever right. um so the this the almost the pre step 1 of just being aware of that is quite difficult i've i've sort of um i feel like i've been become quite acutely aware of the fact that a lot of the things especially with the way the internet is nowadays, it's so easy to think that your beliefs are so like uh, sort of self-generated and um, Mm -hmm. uh, authentic when the chances are like, I I believe a similar thing to probably a combination of what my mom and dad believe, you know? Um, And then probably (laughs) what I picked up through school and that. Um, And you know- None of us are as special as we probably think we are. Yeah, it's a bit like that Monty Python, speaking of Britain. That Monty yeah. Python uh, Life of Brian was like you're all unique, and they'll go right, right. Yeah, we're all unique, or whatever they say. I can't remember. I probably should know. That just, a Brit. I think just keep asking why you believe something. For example,
1: um, I believe that um, I like. So let's let's say for example, on Monday night, um, I was working until maybe I got up at like four thirty to feed our son and whatnot. I was working until maybe nine thirty p.m. at night and so it's like 9 p.m and i was working on whatever i was working on why am i doing that at the moment like well it's i got to do this right now why do you have to do this well because if i don't do this then the following thing will happen in our business um and that's bad because this because this because this and at the end of it what it comes down to is that um i believe i feel like at any time my whole life could come crashing down and i will end up penniless and if i am penniless then um my life my wife will leave me and i will be alone for the rest of my life and if i'm alone for the rest of my life then i will be miserable and uh, i'd rather be dead like that's fundamentally at the at, at the the core of it that's how i feel and what i believe now you can already start thinking to yourself you're like oh well you're making a lot of assumptions there that probably aren't actually true, right? Or they might be true, but they might not be. You know, there's a lot of things there that are sort of irrational
0: beliefs on my part, right? Mm. I, I know. Um. Yeah, I mean, I suppose even knowing that maybe you don't understand yourself as well as you think is part of that process, I guess.
1: Yeah, um, like, right. for example, you know, let's say that... um, you know, so I have another, I have a company that I run aside from YouTube, but let's just pretend that YouTube is my only job. Um, if my channels got deleted tomorrow and my income went to zero, um, like that idea fills me with panic because then I'm like, oh, well then nobody's going to hire me because of this, this, and this, and I'm going to have to work at, you know, McDonald's for the rest of my life.
0: Well, that's not true. Right? Like, that's how I feel, but that's not true. Hmm. I, I've got, it's, I can kind of relate in that like, I um, wasn't even that long ago, like I quite like, I've said to a few people, I quite value just spending time with my friends, you know, and, um, and normally, because I have a lot of music musician friends, normally that's Friday, Saturday evening, you know, and obviously that's just when yeah. people are off work and stuff. Um, I remember there's one evening where like, no one was around and no one, like none of my sort of friends were particularly available, you know. Um, I felt quite uncomfortable. It's like oh, I just want to do something, you know. Um, and on the surface, that's just a like, you can you can just put that down to oh, I just want to go and I just want to go and enjoy myself. But then, well, why? Yeah. Why do I need to go? Why do I need to yeah. go and see all my friends though? And it probably comes down to the fact I don't really like being on my own. You know, I think I'm right. quite an extroverted right. person. I like to be around people, and I don't like that idea of not having people around or not. Or, it's it's maybe and going. Why don't Why don't you like that? what that's that's a good question um, is it because
1: you're it's boring so the is it the belief that if i'm by myself i'm going to be bored is it if i'm by myself that means
0: nobody likes me like what is the it's probably more than nobody likes me thing it's the it's it's yeah. um it's difficult because i don't know It truthfully you know it's definitely not boredom it's not that like i can okay. be on my own you know i can i can so it's obviously something more um yeah, you know, but I, I don't. Th- I think it it probably does stem from you know the same t- in the same way. I, for example, I'm working on my vocals. Like I play guitar. You can see where behind yeah. me. Um, and I'm quite nervous about the idea of putting out myself singing. I'm okay. I'm right. Brilliant. I'm not terrible. I know I'm not terrible. Um, and I was like, well, why am I? I asked this question myself. I was like, well, why am I afraid of putting out? My vocals or like get being heard singing in the rehearsal room or something. Yeah. And it's like, well, I guess I'm worried people will laugh at me or something. Or I'm worried. And then I think like, why am I worried they laugh at me? And Because yeah. that doesn't really matter, does it? And then I'm like And also, yeah. is anyone actually going to laugh at you? No. But even well, if the they other, did. Yeah. Even if they did, would that really be so bad? Hmm. Yeah. I've been I've been trying to do quite a lot of digging with that it's sort of uh, you know, find out for myself why. And so More the core of, age, of that is fear of judgment. Yeah.
1: You know, and and I, again, like as, as you have heard, like I, I fully acknowledge that I have tons of like irrational beliefs and fears and stuff. Like I'm not saying I'm some sort of perfectly rational person that has this shit all figured out and like whatever. Um, my overall point here is I think it's just helpful for all of us to like understand what those things are. So that when you feel those things taking control of you, that's, that's when the bad shit happens. You know, when you let those, like, when you let the little voice in your head steer you into taking action based on fear, that's when the bad things oftentimes happen Hmm. and a fear or, um, pursuit of any other sort of irrational thing um which is almost always related rooted in fear like think about like celebrities um uh celebrities that do all kinds of crazy shit like what was the one i was just thinking about the other day um there was somebody who fuck who was it there was somebody who was acting like just a fucking complete fool on some reality program i don't remember who it was but this person was already famous and rich and I was like, why are you doing this? Like, you don't need to do this. And I'm sure if we dug deep enough, it's probably because, you know, they feel like unless they're getting attention from strangers, that that they're, you know, somehow that their self-worth is in, in jeopardy, right? Mm. And so my point is when we listen to these sort of irrational voices in our head,
0: which is almost always rooted in fear that's when the bad shit happens. Do you think there's any sort of, because, you know, it can, we're talking about Karen's stick, it can motivate you, but I, I in terms of thinking of healthy, it can motivate you into some sort of forward momentum, but whether that yeah. forward momentum is actually fixing any inherent problems, I don't exactly. know if you're motivated by a fear of something. Like it's like exactly. the typical one is comedians, right? That that That, that desire to be, I suppose when you flip it, the fear of not being right liked or loved or felt right. appreciated. The comedians, but it's like the front, it's the typical front man, front woman thing, isn't it? It's like that yes. need to be adored or whatever.
1: Exactly, um, because it's not going to fix it. You can have a million, literally a million people telling you that you're great and amazing and wonderful and you're the most important thing in the world, blah, blah, blah. But if you don't love yourself and you don't accept yourself, all that praise from them is not going to make you happy.
0: Hmm. It's a tricky... It's not
1: going to. You know, and like if you're afraid of being poor, you could have a billion dollars in the bank.
0: You're still going to be scared. So how do you kind of square that? um, You know, you talked right at the beginning about... uh, action what was the exact phrase um uh esteem comes from so uh, action
1: uh, action leads to self self-esteem i think
0: yeah so how do you create like positive action to create self-esteem that isn't driven by that you know fear. by that yeah fear?
1: so i think you need to paint a picture of what will truly make you happy not avoiding fear i mean I, you know i guess it's it's okay to do that to some extent but paint a picture of what will actually make you happy. And you don't know what will make you happy until you are really honest with yourself and understand to what extent you're sort of letting fear boss you around. Right? So you might say, well, I'll be happy if I'm rich and famous and I have millions of fans, but will you really? So you got to really understand yourself what's going to make you happy. For example, I know that what makes me happy is having a stable, calm, calm, family life that's what makes me happy at the end of the day um really that's like the only thing that makes me happy like or put it this way nothing makes me happy unless i have that and then that's like the foundation of everything so i optimize for that
0: yeah i think that's it and, and, and i don't think there's any sort of uh when when someone says to you they feel happy because they've got a family, I don't think anyone goes, oh, you're just terrified of not having a think fa- I think pe- pe- it's recognized, like you talk about the sort of conventional yeah. wisdom, it's recognized I think as a sort of a, a family, is sort of an institution that makes generally makes life better. I mean, that's it's just biology,
1: right? Like we're driven to read, that's our dharma. You know, we're driven to reproduce, to continue the species. Like our brain makes the happy chemicals when you create offspring and you know, build a safe environment for them so they don't die. And then your brain makes happy chemicals. that says, yeah, good job. You're continuing the species.
0: Yeah. 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 It's, uh, I mean, we're all just wet machines at the end of the day. That makes me think of a question that I asked. It was a would you, it was one of those would you rathers. It was in one of the last podcasts and it was, would you rather be constantly damp or constantly vibrating? Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> pretty well, shitty. Yeah. Uh,
1: that- that's scary because uh, for a while I had uh, tremors.
0: Oh, okay. Um,
1: and so I had to, um, I had to confront the possibility of being constantly vibrating for the rest mm-hmm. of my life, and that was f- scary as fuck. Yeah. That was the scariest time in my entire life.
0: Yeah. I mean, so I don't want to take too much of your time, but that's sort of interesting that you just quickly you talk about sort of a scarier time in your life. How do you kind of? Uh you know, how do you deal with fear? I mean, we talked about it, you know, it doesn't have to be like existential fear, but just, you know, there's um, a final sort of question and then we can, and I'll get your well, questions. Well, there's two kinds of, there's two kinds
1: of fears. There's fears over things that are real and things that aren't. And um, dealing with fear of things that aren't real, you know, for example, nobody likes me um, I'm going to be alone the rest of my life, blah, blah, blah. That's all imaginary. None of, that's not, that's, that's made up. And so like, to me, that's like, if you feel f- fearful, I'm like, okay, what are you actually afraid of? What is real? What's actually happening that you're afraid of? You're like, oh, well, my friend didn't return my phone call. Therefore, he doesn't like me. Therefore, nobody likes me. Therefore, I'll be alone the rest of my life. Therefore, I'll be miserable. Forever, Therefore, I might as well just die right now. Okay, but let's back up. What actually happened is your friend didn't return your call. Probably because he's busy with something else or he just forgot. So let's just ground ourselves in reality. Now, there's another type of fear of shit that is real. For example, you go to the doctor and they say you have a lump in your balls. That is scary as fuck. Um, but that's a different type of fear that... Um, That's a different type of fear. You know, the first kind of fear is irrational. And for that, you can look up, there's a thing called CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. And you can look up, there are basically different types of distorted thinking, um, different patterns of distorted thinking, like catastrophizing, black and white thinking, projection, blah, blah, blah. You can look them up. I would suggest anybody like print out a list of like CBT distortions, and you will notice those in your thinking, and that will help you once you identify, like, I'm trapped in this distortion right now, it's kind of like, um, did you ever watch Naruto? No. Um, so there's, like, illusion magic in there called Genjutsu, where one of the characters says, Genjutsu of that level doesn't work on me. Um, Genjutsu? Yeah. <laughs> when you notice that you're like, exactly, I wish I could say it like that, but I can't. But when you're when you're trapped, you recognize that you're trapped in this illusion, it's easier to kind of break out of it. Um, the second type of you know when you're afraid because of something that's actually real the way i think of it for me i don't know if this works for everybody but i think of like what is the worst case scenario here that's likely to happen and then once i deal with that i'm like okay so for example i had tremors like in one of my hands for a while um and uh to make a long story short is because of some medication that I was on at the time, but it took about a year for that to sort of become apparent. And I was like, all right, well, what if I have to live with this for the rest of my life? Um, What if my left hand has tremors bad enough that I can't really use it? Could I get through life having, you know, uh, one hand that doesn't work very well? I guess that wouldn't be ideal, but it's not the end of the world. You know, I talked to one of my friends. uh, Do you know the band, The Ghost Inside? Yeah. So, you know I, I know the drummer of that band who lost his leg and i asked him about this you know and he gave me a lot of really good advice about like look i just like i had to deal with the fact that i don't have a fucking leg anymore here's how i think about it and i was like all right so life goes on you know um now if you're getting a terminal cancer diagnosis you can't say life goes on but i don't know how to deal with that but i'm sure there's like grief specialists that will help you deal with that but Um, I know this is a really long answer, but for most of us, the things we're afraid of aren't real. So just think about what's real, like push aside all the like bullshit cobweb illusions and just focus on what's real. And if it's actually, if you're dealing with something scary that is real, it's okay to be scared about that. If you have a lump in your balls or, you know, you had to get your leg amputated. Like, totally cool to be freaked out about that. But that's pretty rare.
0: Hmm. Yeah, well, they say that it's sort of man suffers more in imagination, don't they? Let's see, um, exactly. Can't remember exactly. who said that. Someone smarter than me. Probably wasn't exactly. from Wigan or anywhere in England. <laughs> um, Danny Dyer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like those historical quotes that, like, blatantly <laughs> aren't by the person. It's always Abraham Lincoln that gets it, isn't it? Like, uh, or Gandhi or someone so It'll just be like... I'm a
1: Ross Kemp guy. He's he's my um, he's going to be my historical quote source from
0: now on. I like him. So to redeem your for any Wiganites, we can uh-huh. call them that, um, who now hate you. How mm-hmm. who is your favorite? What's your favorite thing about Britain? Who's your favorite donk. British person? huh Donk. Do Don- you remember that song? Put a donk on it. Blackout crew. <laughs> no. Oh, you got to look that one up. That's great. You'll love it i believe they're from wigan so that's your favorite thing about this entire country no uh the brexit voters don't like you right now either (laughs) you've really i
1: I would have thought that those people would be brexiters
0: but what the people that don't like you
1: no no like wigan people i would have thought they would be brexiters i don't know or do they just not
0: care I don't know. I cannot speak on their behalf. I, I I can probably speak on their behalf. Say that they're less fond of you as of now, but that's that's fine. There's probably people. I
1: bet you. Well, who knows? But I'm pretty sure I'm the only American that has like spoken on behalf of Wigan ever.
0: You might be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so your favorite thing about Britain is what? Sorry. The the song Chavs. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Chavs. We'll go. I'll go with Chavs. Okay. Cool. Nice one. I'm sure, I'm sure that's fixed everything. Just maybe yeah. just be careful when walking down the street in Wigan or I think you need to be careful anyway, actually, but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> particularly. was already, you know,
1: already planning on that. Yeah.
0: Okay. So sorry, Wigan. Right. To finish up. So I need a question to start my next conversation with my next guest. So like an opener, like you had, it can be whatever you I like. I got
1: to think of something clever here. The pressure's on. Mm-hmm. Um, so how about, um, uh, How about, I'll do another would you rather. Okay. Um, Would you rather, uh, would you rather, hmm, hmm, hmm. gosh. uh,
0: These are always difficult because you always want to come up with the best would you rather you've ever heard.
1: Exactly, exactly. Um, And I'm not going to. Um, So would you, oh, no, no, here's a question. Here's a question. Um, Okay. If you cloned yourself and then, um, and then gave your clone a hand job. <laughs> is that gay,
0: or is it masturbation? <laughs> I've got to ask this to someone. I don't even know who I'm asking this to. Okay, well maybe don't ask on that one then. <laughs> was give me give me some sort of I like the cloning theme because I've had so I've had one question where I asked it and I thought about it as like I cannot. Someone's given me an hour okay. of their time. So if one- you cloned yourself and then
1: punched the clone in the face, okay, um, is that? Um, is that assault or self harm? It's still
0: dark, but <laughs> okay. It's it's better, I guess. Yeah. Okay.
1: Let's try again. Let's try again.
0: <laughs> We're going in the yourself, right direction.
1: <laughs> okay. If you cloned yourself and um, and oh, how about this? Okay. Let's say um, if if you cloned yourself at work and made, and gave the clone a promotion. Um. Is that an HR violation? <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> okay, that that I can I can do, yeah, yeah. And yeah. if not, why not? Or I could just combine. Explain all your of, answer. I could combine all of them. If your you know if your clone jerks off in the workplace, and there you, you go. You punch the clone because it did that. Is that an HR but you're violation? But you you're, you're you are the clone's <laughs> HR supervisor. So can you punch the clone? <laughs> That's the question, right? Um, yeah. No, I had to ask someone. Uh, and then this is when I decided I am gonna veto some questions because he asked, and I did ask the person, it was like, I think it was, if you had to make dick molds out of your friends to use as like coat hangers, which friends would you pick? Or something <laughs> along those lines. And I asked that and I was like, I can't believe I asked someone that. So from now on, I'm like, there's a line where I'm just gonna go, okay, I can't. Well, I gave you some options. You, you can pick and choose whatever works for your next guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll decide whether the other question, yeah. I'll <laughs> awesome um if you've got like an artist you think deserves some love it'd be cool to share share them with like the a musician yeah well to be fair anyone anyone you think deserves a bit of recognition you know you can give them a shout um, out um i you know what people may already know about this
1: maybe they do maybe they don't but uh i will throw out um the dada movement okay very ahead of their time like uh marcel duchamp you know he was the one that The most famous thing he probably did was he put a toilet in an art gallery. This is like in like 1910, maybe, like very, very, like over 100 years ago when that doing that was like very revolutionary is basically a way to just say this whole fine art scene is fucking stupid. Look, I'm going to put a toilet in this gallery. New people are going to take it seriously. And they did. And he
0: was brilliant. It's like, have you seen the Always Sunny episode where Frank is uh, the, the art director? you seen that one no or do you watch I know because you don't know what yeah. it is but right. i've never seen it i'm giving you american if you,
1: if you have it? questions about love and hip-hop i can answer them uh any, any sort of like reality tv i can probably answer those questions or hgtv because i can watch those two things with my wife what's hgtv home and garden tv so like <laughs> the all the house flipping shows and stuff oh you know? okay yeah,
0: yeah 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 i yeah i always there's always something quite satisfying about those i love it i love that we watch those all they're all the
1: same it's just like they go to like they have to pick you know this couple is moving to this place and they have to pick from these three houses which one are they going to pick it's all the same it's just like whether it's in you know the beach or the mountains or the city or whatever but they're all they're all the same show when we watch all of them
0: oh you know this is a funny thing i was watching uh what was i watching Oh, it was my ex made me watch something or other. It was some sort of reality show where, like, they I think it was like Married at First Sight or one of those kind of things. Uh-huh. And the guy that was on it, um, he was like, he was quite strange. He was kind of, it was nice. He was just a bit weird, you know, which is fine, I guess. Um, but then I was scrolling through Instagram and he works at like a guitar store. I don't know uh-huh. where, but it just put him holding a guitar. I'm like, what the fuck? Where's this guy come from? Um, and he was, and I've the only time I'd seen him before that was like on TV on a date like a first date or something it's really weird um so yeah that's that's that for another british moment um it's just to finish up is there anything you want to promote plug to the world uh just everyone go look
1: up uh put a donk on it by blackout crew <laughs> um and it will help you understand uh it'll help you understand world uh the world wigan and yourself
0: it sounds like a book i think <laughs> self-help
1: book put a donk
0: on it put a donk on it Awesome. I don't know if I just said something offensive. I don't know. Maybe.
1: No, the donk is just the sound. It goes donk, da donk, donk, donk. Oh,
0: (laughs) on that note, thank you. You're welcome. (laughs)